Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Bay Area? Evan Giddings and Dan Devoney with you, as always, here on Saturday morning, 9 to noon, Warriors this week. And we got ourselves an actual basketball team playing some elite hoop right now. The Golden State Warriors coming off a win last night against the Charlotte Hornets. And, of course, two wins this week since the last time we spoke, Dan. But this is a team that right now has found itself that looks like it has officially turned the corner. I know they're technically still in 10th place, a half game behind the Los Angeles Lakers. But how you feeling, my man? How you feeling about this team right now? Well, it's hard not to feel the optimism in the room. It's hard not to feel after everything that Warrior fans, Dub Nation, the team, you and I, the the tumultuous ride up to this point to turn that corner, 10 of 12, three in a row, a team that's now three games over the five and a mark and a big showdown coming up on Sunday against the Denver Nuggets. A lot, a lot to get excited to and a lot to sink into in the next three hours with you, Ev. Yeah, and a lot to dig into as far as the Warriors and their current play, a lot to dig into as far as the uh, historic extension that was handed down from Joe Lacob to Steve Kerr right before the game. I think it's always interesting, Dan, you talk about like the, the, the timing of certain announcements. Steve Kerr getting a two-year extension last night before the Charlotte Hornets game was announced by Adrian Wojnarowski, confirmed later by Anthony Slater. Two years, $35 million, makes him the highest paid coach in history per year. But it's kind of like a Friday news dump. Just sneak it in before a game in which you're not really locked into because it's one of the worst teams in basketball in Charlotte, and they affirmed that with their performance last night at Chase Center. But Steve Kerr gets extended, and then we just continue to go on about our day. I think it's pretty significant. Well, listen, the extension has been hovering over the head 
of Steve Kerr and the Warriors. Uh, Clay Thompson, I think, is the, the next shoe to drop. But this is it is significant in this regard. It's not it's not the last dance. It's not as though we've you know we got one year. Let's go. Um, but it's it's the last dance and then one. <laughs> you know we finally have a line drawn in the sand. There is now a finish line. We know when this is going to end, Ev. There's no longer any speculation as to okay. How much longer are we going to see the big three together? Is Steve out the door? What are you going to do with Clay Thompson? I think we can all now say with some level of certainty that it's two years. For the next two years, he's hitched his wagon essentially to Steph Curry. And that's certainly not a, you know, that's a wise choice for anybody, certainly a coach saying, you know what, I'm going out with you. Now, I think Steph is going to hang out a little bit longer than two years. But I think he, everybody recognizes as, as far as the apex and you're getting you know outworldly stuff, he can still be at that level. It's just after two years, th- that's when I think the, the curtain comes down on all of this. We now finally have, we, we have a finish line put, that was put in place as of yesterday with the contract extension to that of Steve Kerr for the 17 and a half per and the 37 over the two years. Well, Steve Kerr and Steph Curry have been linked by what they've accomplished over the last now 10 seasons since Steve Kerr took the job before the 2014-15 season. And it does feel appropriate that they're now linked contractually. Like, monetarily speaking, they are in a relationship for the last two years of Steph Curry's deal, now for the last two years of Steve Kerr's deal beyond this summer. You know, the question is, where does this thing go? I don't know necessarily that that means that that's the finish line, though. I do wonder... If the decision for two years was from Steve Kerr's side or Joe Lacob's side, because he said it was a smart move, and I think it was a smart move for both. I think it was a smart move for Steve Kerr, because you're probably going to want to reassess in two seasons your future, where the Warriors are headed, where they're going, how good Steph Curry's going to be, I think at age like 37. But also, if you're the Warriors, in two years, what do you want to be? You know, you might plan to try and pivot to the next iteration of your franchise. You might plan to, I don't know, maybe string this thing along a couple of years more. LeBron James is still playing at age 40 at a pretty high level. Maybe Steph Curry be playing at age 40 at a pretty high level. I think it's a safe contract for both sides, but I almost wonder if it's kind of still like a prove-it deal in a little way. Like, it's a lot of money, don't get me wrong. It's $17.5 million per year. No other head coach can boast those kind of sums. I think Popovich is the second highest with 16 per year. But... Greg Popovich, for example, has five years on his extension. Eric Spolstra has eight years on his extension. And then even Monty Williams, who was the highest-paid coach this summer, had six years in Detroit. Whether he finishes that out is TBD. But my thing is, two years is not necessarily a bold statement of confidence from either party, whether it be Steve Kerr in his... I guess trust that the Warriors are still going to be a team he wants to coach beyond two years. And Joe Lacob saying, I don't know if Steve Kerr is going to be the coach for us still in three years. To me, it's all about, it all revolves around the guy you're talking about and Steph and what he wants. That's why I think both sides came to this agreement. And let's not forget Draymond Green because I think Draymond's also aligned in this. So Draymond re up for four years, right? So he's going to have three more after this. But let's keep in mind the last year is an option. So under contract, this aligns with Steve Kerr 
as well as Steph Curry. They're both going to be under contract as well as Draymond Green for two more years. So this is why I see this is this is the core essentially going as we all thought going off to the sunset together. Now you can say I think Steph will continue to play at a high level like you pointed out. But I do think that this is going to be the end for Steve Curry. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen 2 years from now. But, but it think, might be the end at the end of this season. It, but I think we well, all some people did. we all we all can sort of now look at the framework that I think was just put in place that this isn't a last dance because it's not one year, but it's two years. You've got these guys, this foundation, you know, this run, this dynasty for the last 10 years, which has brought you four titles, is now going to come to a close after two years. It's going to be the end of Draymond's contract. He has that option in the in the last year. It's the end of Steph's contract, and it's the end of that of Steve Kerr. Now, again, there's a lot of reassessing at, that, reassessing at that point, but when you're that further along in your career, um, that's you know that's the point where I just I think Steve Kerr is just going to say let's ride this for two more years, and then uh, and then it's thank you for the memories. It's time to do something else. I'm I think I'm with you on that point. And eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. Evan Giddings alongside Dan Devon with you here on Warriors this week. Shout out to our YouTube chat and Twitch powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Shout out to the Comcast Business Text Line. Already chiming in, Dan, with the Let Jimmy Jacket from the 510, as we do always here on Warriors this week. But <laughs> what do you think about the extension? That's what we're talking about here. Steve Kerr getting two years, $35 million beyond this year to stay with the Golden State Warriors. I think the announcement was expected at some point, whether it would be this summer. Um, the breadcrumbs kind of pointed to this coming to a head. But before we dig into why I, I think it's significant, you know, to me, Dan, I my, my first question is, do you think this would have happened if the team hadn't rattled off 10 of 12, no. hadn't looked like they were turning around? Because I still think that Steve Kerr would have been the head coach beyond this season, even if the team didn't right this ship when it did, and that's because of Steph, but it sounds like you feel differently. I don't think that there was any certainty. Let's just remember where we were, you know, two months ago. Five games below five hundred. In the chaos. And do you play the kids? You you just sat Moses Moody while he was in the midst of, you know, in that zone where he couldn't miss in Sacramento and you went to Clay Thompson and for one of the few times in a post game conference you had to admit that you made a mistake. That you and sort of it was symbolic of you not recognizing what's happening with this basketball team in 2023, and maybe it's grown grown beyond your capabilities and your loyalties to the core. That it's you know the the talks and the calls that 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 we were taking at the time, and I was filling in during the week when this is all taking place, and there was more than one person. There are some people here at 95.7 The Game that felt as though it was it was a time for Steve Kerr. To move aside. So that groundswell was real. I don't know if Lakeup and the powers that be got caught up in that. But I can tell you, and you can attest to this as well, that being in that space for you know a couple of weeks, a month, Steve Kerr wasn't necessarily on a hot seat, but the idea of him not coming back certainly had to be something that was floated about or at least considered at the time. See, I almost think because of 
I mean, look, the team, you're correct. It was was not in a great place two months ago. We were talking about where players are going to be traded. Um, we're going to try and break this thing up. Would you move off of Clay? Would you trade Chris? Was Wiggins on the block? There was a lot of different things that were in motion before the trade deadline that was stabilized by the Warriors and what they've done. But it's interesting. You bring up like Moses Moody, for example, and Kerr admitting fault for not playing him. I think it was a Sacramento game. Yeah. Or not finishing with him. I almost think Kerr's job would have been safe regardless because of the emergence of young players. Not named Moses Moody, but specifically named Jonathan Kaminga and Brandon Bajemski. And even to a lesser extent, Trace Jackson Davis. But because of how well those players looked like they were playing even before they turned it around. Like, remember, Kaminga was playing well even though he was out of the rotation allegedly about, I don't know, midway through what has been the first uh, 55 games. Like, I think because of Kaminga's emergence, because of Pajemski working his way to eventually the starting lineup, but even before he was playing heavy minutes off the bench, I think those two players might have saved his job anyways because Lakeham is looking at, yes, how can they can compete this season, but we were all talking about what are they going to be next year? How does the future look for the remainder of Stephen Curry's now two years? I think that would have included Steve Kerr regardless. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll never know. And I'm glad that we don't have to talk about that because we're looking at a team that's two games above 500 and that is one of the hottest teams in basketball. But I still contend that Kerr would have been the coach for this team regardless because I don't think Curry would have allowed it or been okay with him not being the head coach for the remainder of his time, whatever it is. You're probably right. I think it would have been a lot more tenuous had they not turned this so-called corner. And you know, yeah. Ev, we're 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 still not out of the woods here. If this team has True. an early exit, uh, if they you know they are one and done in the playing tournament or the playing game, what's the feeling? What's the sentiment at, at that point about Steve Kerr going forward? Um, you're right. Two years is not a very long time. It's not. It's not Lake of saying. I'm invested in you in the future. It's not necessarily a bold indictment of, I believe in you still, not only with this core, but with the future, whomever it is that we draft, and you know the maturation of Pajemski and the continued growth of Kaminga and company, I believe in you driving that ship. I don't think it's necessarily an endorsement in that regard. Two years is sort of, it's a peculiar number. It's, let's... You know, let's you and Steph uh, be synonymous with one another as well as Draymond. Let's let's finish this this run, this thing that we started, this you know this part of Golden State Warrior history, and then let's turn the page on a new chapter. Is sort of the way I interpret all of this. I agree. I, look, I think that to me, again, it all just revolves around the gravity of Steph. Like to me, the the extension the extension that Steve Kerr got is not a reflection of Kerr necessarily. I think it's a reflection of where the Warriors see themselves in regards to Steph Curry and the level that he's continued to play at. Like he's going to be thirty six next month, and he's still at the top of his game offensively. He's still a player that can carry you on a given night, and I think that the Warriors believe can still be the number one on a championship team. I still think he can be. And it sounds crazy, 35 going on 36, but this guy has still been unbelievable. And so so to me, it is as much, like you look at the last two games, and 
I think the the win against the Lakers was kind of a snoozer because look, LeBron didn't play. They had some pieces out. Uh, the Warriors pretty much just rolled them. Curry had an easy thirty-two. You look at the game against Charlotte. That game to me was a snoozer. I mean, what the, the Hornets scored twenty-nine points in the first half. Warriors only scored like forty-three. It was just not a good basketball game. Oh, so good. Outside of the fireworks at the tail end of the game, like there was nothing interesting about it. And that's why I, th- I think that Kerr is, is the biggest story from that game. And to me, he's on this team because Curry wants him here. And that was always going to be the case. The thing about the two years is, I, I don't necessarily look at that as like a glowing recommendation of, no. of the head coach. Because again, the guys that he's compared to, Popovich and Spolster are the, the two in his echelon. I would say that... that um, and you know, I guess Popovich for what he's done, not what he's currently doing. But Kerr, Spolstra, uh, Mike Malone is is a really good head coach. You know, Kerr's a, a top five coach in the NBA by my estimation. That to me was not the <laughs> that was not the contract that he got in terms of years. And I think we're starting to see that more and more now with the guys at the tail end of their careers, the big three or the big the core four, so to speak, Curry, Clay, Dre, and then Kerr at the head coach spot. Um, they're going to have to continue to prove that they can win. Like, I'm with you. The rest of the season is not all of a sudden just sunshine and rainbows. You got a lot of games left in a condensed time in a condensed time for an older team. And if you don't win a playoff series, then we're going to be having some conversations on this station as to, well, why'd you extend him? Why'd you align him? Because as Steph Curry said, I think last month, you know, the, or before the deadline, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to change. Well, if you don't get out of the first round, like there is pressure now on the Warriors, I think, to win at least a playoff series. And that, to me, is why Steve Kerr did not receive more than two years, why Steph Curry right now is looking at the last two years of his deal, why Clay Thompson doesn't have a deal. I think there's still a lot of uncertainty with this team in the future of the Big Three. It's interesting to note, was this initiated by Steve Kerr the two years and or Joe Lacob and or did they just, you know, this is sort of what agents do, that they reach this happy medium of the two years. I, I'd really be curious to know because it makes sense on both ends. I could see Steve Kerr saying, listen, I want to go out with Steph Curry. I played this game. I know how special this guy is. He's a once-in-a-lifetime guy. I'm just going to stay with him. His contract's up in two years. I, I just want to walk off after two years. Let's let's do the two years no more. Was Lakeham saying, no, you know what? We want you, you know, we want you to continue to do this, even with, you know, if it's a new core, we want you developing the Kamingas. We want you here for the Pajemskis and while he hits his mid-20s. Was that the conversation? And or was it Steve Kerr saying, you know what? Uh I want to be here. I want to be a decade guy, and I want to do another decade. Like, I've already done a decade. Let, let me get another five to seven years. Let me be Popovich. You know, show me that security. Like, I want to, you know, there's nothing better that I, more that I'd want to do in this world than, than continue to develop young men and to coach the Golden State Warriors. And I, I've I've still got another good five to seven years in me. And Lakeham says, no, I'll give you two. I'm just curious as to mm-hmm. who had the hammer in that conversation, who had the leverage, or was it just, you know, Lakeham thinks it's two. Steve Kerr thinks it's two. I can see, 
I wouldn't call it arguments on both ends, but I could see the conversation where both sides would feel as though, you know, the two years make sense from our side, as well as, you know, I could see Lakeham saying that's our perspective, and I can see Steve Kerr saying, yeah, that makes sense for me as well. Yeah, I think it's a mutually, mutually beneficial contract for where both sides are at. And if that's the way you feel, I want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. If you disagree, I know we've taken a lot of calls throughout the, the time we've done the show together, Dan, about how Steve Kerr is not the right coach for the future of Golden State. I don't think this deal necessarily means he's the coach of the future. He's the coach for the immediate future. He's the coach for whatever Steph is going to be remaining in his prime. Now, if he continues to play at a high level, I think Curry is Curry's going to be here for as long as he wants. And I think as long as Curry's here, Kerr will also be here. Because to me, when I see two years beyond this one, with the way that they're playing right now, you know, the, the Warriors are 11-4 and four in their last 15. That puts them in the category with some of the elites in the NBA. Like, they're a top-five NBA team over the last month, which was something we could not say for the first three months of the season. So when I hear two more years, my mind immediately goes to not a last dance, but you get three tries. You get three cracks to win a fifth title. You are aligned with Steph Curry and the remainder of his deal. You have Draymond Green under contract. I think Klay Thompson is going to follow this summer by re-upping for something similar, probably around two years. And Joe Lacob, along with the rest of the Warriors brass, is saying, we are leaning in on the remainder of what Curry can do at this elite level. And we are going to give you guys a chance, multiple chances, to win a championship. Now, things will change. This summer, they have a chance to add. They have a chance to shed salary. Joe Lacob has made that a priority to get under the tax. But to me, the two-year extension is mutually beneficial because Kerr has a chance to hitch his wagon to the guy that he was brought in here to help succeed and has with four championships in Curry. And also, the Warriors can say, all right, Steve, this is still, you're compensated for it, but you still got to show us that in the next three seasons, including this one, that you guys can get it done. They have three cracks to win their fifth title. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think it starts this year. I don't think that, you know, we talked about this last week, that the idea of even mentioning the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals this year, is, as preposterous as that might sound, is not beyond the realm of comprehension. That is, you know, that's the world they're living in. You have an opportunity, I think, to win the NBA Finals this year. You heard me correct. Listen, Again, if the best that the West has to offer is Minnesota, the Thunder, the Clippers, and the Nuggets, all teams that you have proven throughout this season that you can stay with, all games in all series, in multiple games against these teams that you have proven in terms of personnel and matching up with, that you're you're pound for pound, you're right there. It's just a matter of finishing games. It's just a matter of you know the turnovers, all the things we talk about, but. You know, the difference between what is perceived as the best in the NBA and where the Golden State Warriors sit at number 10 is very, very slim. And so, just to get back to your general point that you got three shots at winning a title before you walk off, let's not discount this year. This year, to me, especially with the, the way the team is playing, which we really have to underline because... Winning changes everything. Mm -hmm. Like you've played this, you've played sports, uh, and you cover sports as we all do. And even those of you out there as fans, 
just the stench in the room when you lose a game as opposed to winning a game as a fan, whether you're pulling for the Niners, the Raiders, the whomever, the Giants, the A's, just a win, even for a bad team, or you're in the midst of a winning streak, or you end a losing streak, or you start a losing, a win changes everything. And it is not coincidental that Steve Gurr gets re-upped in the midst of this turnaround for the out of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, would this have happened two months ago? I don't know. I can't crawl between the ears of that of Joe Lacob. But it's worth noting that winning changes the complexion of everything. And I think that that's sort of what we're witnessing as well with Steve Kerr re-upping. And I think it saved a lot of parts of this season. You're right. When you win, you get to pretty much right the way you want to do things. We were talking about Andrew Wiggins being on the move. People were talking about Clay Thompson potentially getting dealt at the deadline. I mean, the Sham Sharania report, uh, report, like, I think it was two weeks before the trade deadline, and it might have even been after uh, the Denver Nuggets blown 16-point lead with eight minutes left that everyone except for Steph Curry was on the table. That's right. It feels very different two months later. And you're right. It's because they've been winning basketball games. The Warriors have gone from a franchise that was seen as potential sellers to then standing pat, making apparently and correctly the decision to not make a move outside of trading Chioza. Or not Chioza, pardon me. Corey Joseph. Good Lord. But now they're at a point where you can start to project how they're looking in the West. You got the Lakers in front of you, the Suns, the Kings. I mean, to me, it's almost less about seeding than how the Warriors are playing. And I think it was also telling the way that Kerr talked before. I think it was the Lakers game. The goal is certainly to not be in the play-in tournament, but it's really just about playing and maintaining the level of basketball that they have because, and you've been on this train for quite some time, Dan, it's really just about the Warriors. And the Warriors, in reference to the West, are looking around and probably saying, number one, there's not a team that if we played our high level that we can't hang with, one through eight. Or also, I do wonder how the rest of the league is looking at the Warriors right now and saying, gosh, if they, if they they get out of the playing tournament, like that's that's not a team you want to see. No, it's not. And I think the Warriors, as we have discussed, because of all the moving pieces, that it was really difficult for anybody to sort of handicap the Warriors because you know that this team is not the same team that you saw early on in the season. For crying out loud, their starting lineup continues to evolve. They just cemented their starting lineup less than a week ago with Pajemski moving in to the number two spot alongside Steph Curry. And with the emergence of Trace Jackson Davis, here comes Chris Paul. And all of these pieces, Jonathan Kaminga now has become your number two in terms of, of being your reliant scorer next to Steph Curry. All of this now is being solidified. It's now coming to fruition at the most important part of the campaign. So everything that's happened up to this point, the chaos, the guys on a hot seat, trade this guy, trade that guy, just the low point getting blown out <laughs> by Toronto and New Orleans in successive games where everybody's saying, what the hell has happened? We've hit rock bottom. What you have to do is look at where they're at right now. And where they're at right now is that they have a starting lineup. They're as deep as they've ever been. They're getting healthy. And again, the idea of them making a serious run at another title, as ridiculous as that might have sounded a month ago, 
is not beyond the realm of possibilities, is all I would say going forward. Well, a lot of people didn't think they could do it in 2022, which, by the way, was the last time that they ran off 10 of 12. It was from January 21st to February 13th, the last time that they won 10 games in 12 games, or 10 out of 12. So they're going 10-2 and two right now. They're playing their best basketball. They're playing their best basketball in over a year, and it's being done with two guys that are age 21 or younger in the starting lineup. It's being done with a 35-year-old Steph Curry. It's being done with Draymond Green playing the bulk of the minutes at the 5. And they will get a test on Sunday against the defending champs to test their mettle. But we are talking about the significance of Kerr's contract extension, getting two years, $35 million, highest per year annually paid head coach in the NBA right now. I see you, Wolf, from Berkeley. Want to get to your call on the other side. 888-957-9570 is the number. We're going to discuss this more on the other side after we take a quick break. Evan Giddings alongside Dan Devon with you here on Warriors This Week. We're back after this, 95.7 The Game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Dan Devone taking you up, as always, until noon here on a gorgeous Saturday in the Bay. It's a gorgeous day for Steve Kerr. Newly minted, two-year extension, $35 million, 17.5 per the largest in the league, above 16 per year for Greg Popovich, Spolstra 15 a year, Monty Williams 13 a year. Steve Kerr is a highly paid man, at least for the next two years, and that's what we're talking about here on 95.7 The Game. I want to open up the phone lines, 888-957-9570, also the number for the Comcast business text line from the 415. I think Steve Kerr would extend would get extended regardless of this season, being tied to Steph Curry. Joe doesn't want to lose his star to the end of the dynasty early. I'm kind of with you there. Everyone, of course, chiming in. Um, people discussing, I see you, D. Lou, on YouTube. Coach Kerr, two more years are well-deserved. I feel like people, Dan, are, are pretty much in agreement that this was either something that was going to come this summer, or based on the way that they've been playing, 
at some point down the stretch of the season was going to happen. I never got the feeling this was going to be a Bob Myers situation where you kind of maybe think he's going to leave, but maybe you think you're hoping he's going to stay. Well, it wasn't imminent, but again, I think everybody had to sort of hold their breath and see how the season played out. If they continued on that trajectory of where they were, four games under five, games under 500, and continued to lose, and that this thing you know began to get even worse... Um, you know, I, I think that the the idea of Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors going their separate ways uh, a couple of months ago certainly had to be dancing around in the heads of, of fans and, and Dub Nation. But again, as we just pointed out, winning will change all of that. Always does. Will's Adam Berkeley wants to talk about the contract contract extension. What's up, Will? You're on Warriors this week. How are you? I'm good, man. Happy weekend. Um, Back at you. You know, shout out. Shout out to Joe Lacob for not listening to fans or media <laughs> and being a smart businessman. Um, because really, you know, my boss should be following in line with Joe Lacob. He should be paying us money <laughs> based on our performance, not on like some sort of like, you know, a pattern where he's rebuilding because in some ways we are rebuilding with the young guys coming in and the old guys kind of getting older. So I think familiarity breeds contempt and fans and media tend to relish on the fact that like when things change, Oh, it's, it's a fire, you know, start the fire engines. But I think, you know, the steady ship is management. It's, it's in big business. And I think Joe Lacob should be really looked at as a model of keeping a steady ship. And so when you look at what's happening with the Warriors, you know, now they're on a roll. Now it's time to really look at, okay, how do we, you know, how do we, you know, batten down the hatches? And I think that's why Kerr was able to get this contract because he was saying from the beginning, look, I still think this is a a playoff team. I still think they're a really good team. And look, he's, you know, the proof is in the pudding. So shout out to him. Shout out to just the organization for really not listening to us because, you know, we we, we don't have a clue what what we're doing. (laughs) Thanks, Will. Look, I, I think that they're like the Warriors hear the noise from the fans or even some of the media, but I don't think that Lake, like, for example, there was a piece that came out a couple days ago on ESPN and in the piece about Lake and kind of reflecting on how the championship from 22 has shaped this, the season and, and the team right now. Basically, his, his quote that I took away was, like, we're not going backwards. This move, extending Steve Kerr, is not a backwards move. Now, it might not be a forward-thinking move because you didn't extend him for five years or ten years. You brought him in for two. But it's certainly a way to keep you relevant, to keep you obviously competitive, more importantly, and to keep your product where you want it to be, which is in the limelight of the league. I think as far as the fans and what it is that we do, and I know we like to think we're self-important, for those of us that are talking on Sports Talk Radio for a, for a living... We all take ourselves way too seriously, but if you're an executive, if you're a GM, if you're the owner of a team, you can't listen to any of this crap. Like You have to be <laughs> insulated and make these decisions depending, relying on, you know, if you're consulting with people that you, you feel as though are well-trusted, uh, well-versed and smart in the space, and or it has to come within your own intuitions. I would say this, and I want to point this out when it comes to Steve Kerr and his extension. I had a conversation, name drop, 
with one uh, Mike Holmgren. I remember we had this. I used to do the Mike Holmgren show. You remember the former head coach of the Seahawks? Seahawks, yeah. Yeah. And we once we were at lunch one day, and, and he said sometimes when you say, and he was referring to Bill Walsh, and I don't know if he was quoting Bill Walsh. He says sometimes when you've been at an organization over an extended period of time, and he used ten years as the benchmark. He said, when you've been someplace at 10 years as a head coach, that sometimes the change is not necessarily perceived, uh, it's going to be perceived as a firing or, oh, they had to get rid of this guy, but sometimes change is good for the sake of change. Think of it as driving down the freeway and just suddenly rolling down your window and getting this fresh breath of air. Sometimes... When you have younger players or there's this new sort of face of, of a team, that change is done simply for the benefit of changing itself. That sometimes you just do things, again, to get that fresh air in the room to benefit the team. It does. It's not a reflection that you no longer are a good coach or you're no longer, you know what you're doing or, you know, the X's and O's uh, don't work any longer, that your system's antiquated. No. Sometimes change is made for nothing more simply because you need to have a different approach. Uh, They didn't do that with Steve Kerr, but that's where I think you get to after 10 years with any organization. You're at that crossroads of do we go in another direction, not necessarily a reflection on the guy, but simply because we have to go in that quote-unquote another direction. 888-957-9570 is the number. Are you in? Are you out on the extension? Do you feel like it was deserved? Do you look at it as, you know, kind of a, a sign that Lakeb is confident in where this team is at, where it's going this season, where it'll be the next two years with now Kerr and Curry aligned in their contracts? How are you feeling at 888-957-9570? Let's get down to San Jose and bring on Austin to Warriors this week. What's up, Austin? How you doing, my man? Hey. Hey, uh, happy Saturday, guys. Good conversation. Uh, yeah, the previous caller was interesting. I, I'm sort of in the middle. Uh, I think um, mm. obviously not, not negative towards um, extension of Coach Kerr. I mean, he's been he's been a winner. Uh, but I, I'm sort of on a, a little bit a little bit less than, than the guys. I wouldn't give a, a parade or, or celebrate the extension if, if to put it that way. I think it's more of okay uh, if you're Lakers, we look at it and say okay, continuity uh, appearances throughout the rest of the league are important. I don't think you want to be the guy that. Let's go of a coach. Let's a coach walk. That's giving you four chips. So I think that's part of it. And believe me, Lakeup is all about image and uh, projecting the Warriors as being a quality organization. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, the second part of it, I think it does represent a transition. I think people are maybe missing that. I wouldn't assume that because Kerr got extended that that's the plan for long term. I think I could see a scenario where in the final in the last year, Kerr is more of a transition piece to a new coach. Maybe that coach is on the bench already. Um, and so you kind of can, can transition your organization more professionally versus letting the coach walk, and then you got to go out and bring in a new coach. And that, that sort of that something would, would, would I think would hurt the team and maybe uh, send the wrong message to the to the to the, to the, to the players. So I think it's really a good way to do it in the, in the context of transition. But but I don't I, I'm not excited about it in terms of what I've seen this year from the bench. Um, yeah, they've won some games lately, and they're three games over. But but I think what Dan's saying is true. I agree. We need to see the rest of the season, though, because I've seen too many games this year where, to me, it came down to the final minutes and coaching decisions and things that could have been done differently, guys, that may have, and may have ended up being wins. So, I, so, again, I'll just leave it with this. I, I'm, I'm going to watch and see, but I'm not going to celebrate um, 
them extending Kerr at this point. That's kind of where I'm at, guys. Thanks. That's fair, Austin. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that are on the fence about it because while the team is playing very good, you brought it up earlier, it is hard to kind of disregard some of the earlier mistakes or missteps by Kerr in getting to the point where now they are playing their best basketball, right? I'd say this. I think the wise move, I think we'd all agree, is is re-upping Kerr. And the two years to me is a perfect number. I'm a big fan of Steve Kerr. I'm a big fan of him as a person. And as a head coach, come on. He's the best guy aligned with his team for the here and now. But with all that being said, even watching last night's game, the one thing he's going to have to get his arms around Play Trace Jackson Davis. Oh, boy. No, but in all seriousness, Evan, we, we'll get into this. I do want to talk about this Charlotte game because I, I, there's a lot of things to take away from that contest. Okay. But I do think it's it's emblematic of, Coach, you, you got an extension here, but it doesn't mean it's simply an endorsement of what you've been doing is correct, that you have to make a slight pivot here and put your arms around what is taking place in front of your very eyes, and that is guys like Trace Jackson Davis, yes, are waving a flag that I'm, I know that I wasn't somebody that you entrusted or even envisioned at the beginning of the year as getting big minutes towards the most important part of the campaign, but please take a look at what's transpiring because I'm showing you that I should be replacing Dario Saric in the rotation, that I should be getting you know, some serious... And I use him as an example because sometimes Steve is slow to getting to that party. And simply because you got an extension doesn't eradicate everything that's going on right now with the basketball team. I always point to Andy Reid. Andy Reid was successful in Philadelphia. And as an older coach that always did it one way... He goes to Kansas City, gets Patrick Mahomes, and then he changes everything he knew about football in terms of his offensive approach and said, you know what, I'm going to throw it around the yard just like you did in the Big 12. Like a bit of that, when you're a coach who's been doing it for a long time and has had success, I think needs to be adopted maybe by that of Steve Kerr to a certain degree. I'm I'm with you, but I also think like you brought up Holmgren and this idea that after 10 years it's, it's hard to change, right? Would you say that Steve Kerr has changed from the time that they won the championship 2022 to now? Like his, I don't know, coaching philosophy or his um, willingness to to move away from what got him to the championship? Like, Do, do you think Steve Kerr has changed over the course of uh, about a season and a half? Sure. It's been subtle, but yes. I agree. I think that's why two years is the number. Where Eric Spolstra and to some extent Greg Popovich, like within those respective organizations, their deals were proved it deals. They proved that with what they'd done with the rosters that they've been given in the near future, in the near past, that they could get it done. This is a deal that is neither a prove it deal or a proved it deal. I think it's still a proving it deal. Like, he's in the process, Kerr is, of proving that he's still the right head coach for this organization. I believe him to be, and I think most importantly, Steph Curry believes him to be, but he's still proving, to your point about whether it's Trace Jackson Davis or some of the younger guys earlier in the season, he's still proving to Joe Lacob or to members of the front office that he is integrating and has 
emphasized an integration of those younger players. And I think that's why he got the extension more in addition to Curry. Because along with Curry wanting him here, he's shown that Jonathan Kaminga is now looking like a developed piece. Within less than a full season, Brandon Pajemski looks like a developing piece and a piece that can help you. Trace Jackson Davis is coming along. These things take time, but I think over the course of 55 games, Kerr has shown that he has changed, or maybe this is always how he was, but just understood the situation. He can change to elevate younger players, to allow Klay Thompson to take a diminished role, to have Chris Paul come into the fold and be the sixth man right off the bat where he's never come off the bench in his career, to have Andrew Wiggins at one point be in, be out, and now have him as a steadying force. I think Steve Kerr has shown, and why he's in a proving it deal is because so far they're playing well, but even before that, there's so many different things he's had to juggle with Draymond being suspended, other players being injured, GP2 being in and out of the lineup. There were things that he had to navigate, and I thought he did so not always in the best fashion, but now has culminated in the results that they're seeing. That, to me, is why he's getting a deal, is because he's in the process of proving that he is still the best coach for this team. And I don't see it any other way. Like, to me, Curry wants him here. He's going to be here. But also, from the front office perspective, he's also shown them that he can get great things out of Kaminga and Pajemski and then have have that basically lead to what has been a, a five-game win streak with that starting lineup. I know there's a lot of time left, and we're still in, in wait-and-see mode according to Austin, um, but this is the first time they have played elite basketball over a month, and that's not insignificant. I don't think he's proving anything to anybody. I don't, I don't know that that's a word that necessarily uh, he'd be... Uh, he, he'd, he'd agree with. I think that Coaches, especially Steve Kerr, do things that only make sense to them. Like they have to. Like, he's not proving it to himself. He's proving it to Lakin. Well, that yeah, I don't think I don't think there's an outside influence that is going to make any decisions that Steve Kerr does as far as his rotations or playing young players or not playing young players. Like that, that little, that universe, that you know, that little paradigm is Steve Kerr. Saying to himself and assistant coaches, "What get, what are we going to do that's going to give us the best chance to win?" I don't think there's any influence of of Laker, uh, his job security, that he's just going to go out doing it his way. Like this is this is what I believe is going to you know this is what I have to do in order uh, for me to win basketball games. Like he's very insulated in that world. I don't think that maybe he should, but I don't think proving it to anybody. He's just doing what it is that he believes is going to give the, the Golden State Warriors the best opportunity to make a serious run at another title. Well, and this is from the 415 of the Comcast Business Text Line. Kerr has not changed. He's been forced to make the adjustments he's made. Is that the way that you look at it, too? Yeah, I think so, to a he's certain degree. forced. Not forced is a little bit of a strong word, but I... I to your point, and, and this was you mentioned this last week, and this this you know this this was sort of a right cross I didn't see coming because I was all over all over you and Pajemski and company. But he wasn't going to start Pajemski from day one and give him thirty minutes of contest. I mean, you pointed that out last week. But I do think that it's not a matter of him uh, not changing uh, and not necessarily being forced. It's that it's there's been at least the perception of him being unwilling to a certain degree and maybe a little bit slower to recognizing again 
that Trace Jackson Davis is showing you that he should get more run. And and rather than let that marinate and or have let that continue for another week to two weeks or a month or a month and a half, play his ass right now. Like there there's there's this you get the the feel the perception, and maybe it's not the reality that Steve Kerr uh, is is not a willing participant necessarily to play the youngsters sooner rather than later, if that makes sense. That's fair. I also think that's just how veteran teams are. Like, you're not going to come in and supplant immediately a four-time champion. Or if you're Trace Jackson Davis, you're not going to come in and immediately supplant a three-time champion in Kevon Looney, who was a major part of the 2022 championship. Now, Looney, I don't think, has played very well this year. And... If we're talking about what they need more of, I, I have come around to the fact that Trace Jackson Davis needs to play more, and I think he has. Like This is part of it, too, though, because when we're having these conversations about what Kerr should and shouldn't do, you look at the last two games of the All-Star break. Trace Jackson Davis has played 15 minutes in each of them. Looney's played 10 or mm-hmm. less. Like I do think these changes that we're asking for, to your point, Dan, are coming. They're just not as fast as we want to see them. But again, if you look at where they were at the beginning of the season until now, there's been significant change with this rotation, with this roster, with the hierarchy, and it hasn't happened overnight. But the reason that they're in this position is partially because Draymond Green wasn't here, partially because Chris Paul's been hurt, partially because I think GP2's been in and out, and that's allowed for other guys to emerge. So Kurt, to to the Comcast Business Text Line's point, has been forced into those spots. But once he's been shown that a guy can produce consistently, he hasn't gone away from them. Like, he hasn't gone back to his old ways, I don't think. And maybe Chris Paul is a test of that. But you can't tell me that Steve Kerr has been unwilling to change or to move on and then look at the team and say, well, like, what's the biggest reason why they're 10-2? and two? Well, I mean, it's Curry. He's still, at, he's still playing at an all-time level. But it's because... Pajemski's been moving in the starting lineup. It's been because Kaminga has become a secondary option. It's because Wiggins has got his head on straight, and it's because Draymond Green has come back and decided not hit an opponent on the floor. Like, I, I think Steve Kerr has kind of managed all of that in a fashion that I, I don't know if another coach could outside of one of the two guys that he's been compared to, monetarily speaking, in Spolster along with Pop. Listen, I would always defer to any coach, and especially when it comes to Steve Kerr, when it comes to bringing these guys along and making decisions, right? He's watching video, you know, when he's not coaching. He's at, pro- I mean, he lives this life. I-, I come here every Sunday, I roll, or every Saturday, I'm rolling with you and start blowing about the Golden State Warriors. I don't, I don't spend, you know, 12 hours a day studying the Golden State Warriors like he does. So I, I, I defer to him on, on, on every level. So maybe this is just a fan's perception. And yes, someone on the text line mentions this. You know, Dario Sarge can hit a three, which is true. Yeah. And he can stretch the floor as far as spacing, and that's all key, right? So when you're thinking about Trace Jackson Davis and Dario Sarge, well, Dario Sarge can stretch the floor, he can shoot a three. Chase Jackson does not have that in his bag, at least at this point in his career. So I I get all of that. Again, when he gets back to someone like me, and hopefully I'm representative of a lot of fans like this that are out there, that sometimes you look at a coach like Kerr or anybody else who has that basketball mind and they just see it through this narrow prison that I need a player, and the reason why Sarge is playing is because he, sh- he has the ability to, to provide me some spacing for a big and Trace Jackson does not. 
Chris Paul is out, therefore I've got to play Corey Joseph or another guard because he's a point guard. And sometimes, again, as a fan, you're just, the hell with that. <laughs> the dude is clearly athletic, he's clearly young, and he clearly can benefit your team that is a, that you're challenged with a core of older players. Give him some damn run. Forget, throw out the quote-unquote book and just play him instead of Dario Sarge. Why? Because he's going to block, he's going to get challenge shots at the rim. And he's also going to put pressure on the rim in a pick and roll in a different fashion on the other side. He's young and he's athletic. Let's see more of that. But there's more of that sort of, uh, it has to make sense within the how to play basketball successfully in the NBA book that I think sometimes, you know, Coach Kerr is just tethered to uh, that, you know, and then maybe I'm on the other end of the spectrum as just some guy, again, who's sitting on a couch saying, dude, I can see this guy can go. Let's just get him in the game because Dario Sarge is a liability defensively and Trace Jackson is blocking dudes at the rim. Maybe my, you know, I'm oversimplifying it and I can't, you know, get to the level like that of Steve Kerr, who is basically telling everybody, no, 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 there's more to it than that. Well, on the other part of the proving it side of things for, for me is, again, like you have the rest of the season, right? I think this contract is going to be justified or not based on what the Warriors do in the postseason. Mm -hmm. So if you have this postseason, you have two more essentially with with Curry as your head coach, and really with with Curry under contract, although I don't think he's going to be going anywhere. Um, What is the result that you need to see this season to justify the type of money that he just got yesterday? 888-957-9570. That's kind of the next place in the conversation that I do want to go. Is To me, the reason why I'd say... It's not a prove-it deal. It's not a proved-it deal. It's a proving-it deal is because Lacob still wants to win. He still wants a fifth title for Curry. He still wants an eighth title for this franchise. He still wants to be competing year in and year out to be in the NBA Finals. This man's idol is Jerry Buss. That guy made 16 finals in 33 years or something like that. That's the goal for Lacob. He doesn't want to take a step back. He wants to win. He wants to be relevant. He wants to be competitive. He wants to be box office. He wants to be entertainment. That all, to me, is another reason why Kerr got the money that he did, but also got the length of time that he got. What does Steve Kerr and this Warriors team need to prove in order to justify the two-year, $35 million extension. 888-957-9570 is the number. We see you on the Comcast business text line. Interesting question about Pajemski having to do with CP3. How does that change when he comes back? Does Trace Jackson Davis supplant Looney? Is it happening? All these things we're going to get into on the other side. And also, Dan, where does this contract that Kerr got leave someone like Clay Thompson, who right now is the only guy of the core that does not have a deal beyond next season. All of that is coming up next. We'll Can return. I give a tease before we go? Oh, of course. I want to talk about the Hornets, man. There was a lot we could take oh, away from okay. that game last night. <laughs> All right, Dan. A lot going on with that Hornet game. And we'll get into the Charlotte Hornets. The Lamelo Ballas, Charlotte Hornets. And the Grant Williams list by the end of the game, Charlotte Hornets, who got ejected. <laughs> We're going to get into that all on the other side when we return to Warriors this week. That's Dan DeVoe and Evan Giddings with you on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 